Welcome to Tamra Talk Circular, where we explore how businesses, municipalities, and governments are collaborating towards a circular economy. Today, we're going to be talking about one of the most discussed topics in our industry, chemical recycling or chemcycling. This is a technology or process that is assessed differently, whether we're talking scientifically, we're talking economically, and last but not least, politically. And it's generally agreed that it can and maybe even should play a role in solving our plastic waste problems. My name is Mitu Moran, and today I welcome a guest, John Sewell, Secretary General at Chemical Recycling Europe in Brussels, to the program. A proven expert who spent many years as a consultant and developer in the chemical industry. A warm welcome to you, John. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's, it's great to be here. Great to be here today. So, John, let's get started. Let's start with the basics. What is chemical recycling? This big word. That's a basic question and a foundational, fundamental, important question, and a question that is uh, still in some circles needing to be answered. Today, there exists no legal definition here in Europe for what is chemical recycling. So you'll see different definitions out there. Uh, here in Europe, the definition is generally accepted as technologies that are involving chemical processes that convert plastic uh, waste streams to other to valuable products to be used uh, again to enable circularity. And chemical recycling as a definition definition. The term is also sometimes called advanced recycling, sometimes called molecular recycling, sometimes called monomer recycling, etc. And uh, what I would say is it's involving chemical processes to convert plastic waste into uh, valuable products. And the association that I represent, Chemical Recycling Europe, defines it like this, as I described. And as far as outputs, it excludes plastics to fuel. So here in Europe, chemical recycling excludes uh, the conversion of plastics to fuel and is more emphasizing plastics to plastics. Okay. And actually, before we started recording, you shared an interesting anecdote. When was the first time you heard the term chemical recycling? For, for me, uh, the very first time that I heard the term was two years ago, February 6, 2020, at a conference in Brussels, sitting next to a lady uh, who was working in the area. And I asked her what she was doing. And she mentioned chemical recycling. And I said, what is that? And that sent me on, on a journey, my own adventure to learn more about it. You know, I come out of the, the polymers, the plastics industry. I've worked in this industry since I started for Dow Chemical in Texas in 1988. Yes, I'm that old. And I've been in this industry and I've been all about making plastics for so many years. And no one has to tell me the value of plastics in our modern world. Uh, at the same time, no one has to tell me about the problems of plastics plastic waste. We see it every day. And learning about chemical recycling back two and a half years ago, I'm a nerd engineer at the end of the day, chemical engineer. I just started looking into it and it took me uh, not too long to realize that, aha, this clearly is a, is a part of the solution to plastic waste challenges that we have uh, here in Europe and around the world, and is a part of the solution to uh, ultimately uh, reduce carbon footprint. Okay. So, yeah. so it's it's fairly new, this whole this whole area. Yes. I mean, the technology, of course, I mean, uh, take one, one of the technologies of chemical recycling called pyrolysis. Uh, pyrolysis as conversion technology has been around for many, many years, but with the issue of the challenges of plastic waste growing and growing, deployment or more advanced deployment of these technologies is what we're seeing. And look at uh, our association. We were founded in 2019. We're, we're a, a young association. Part of that is because we're in an industry that is, is really just now taking off. Okay. So you mentioned technologies. Mm -hmm. What other types of technologies, if, if there are any, would you consider to be competitors to chemcycling? Okay. Well, uh, before I answer that or give give some thoughts on that, uh, just to fully finalize the issue of the question of technologies and chemical recycling, and I would also define chemical recycling as a family of technologies. 
Uh, I often say that there is no such thing as chemical recycling technology. Uh, there are technologies. Uh, and the reason for that is because plastic is not just plastic. People like me and, and Tomra, we know this, but but the, the layman, uh, and that was me coming into Dow 30 years ago, I didn't know this. I thought plastics were plastics. But plastics, as you know, are, are not just plastics. They're all different types, made with all different types of monomers and, and using different chemistries. And so different plastics. And when it comes to taking these plastics apart, there are different technologies that are needed for that. So chemical recycling is a family of technologies to deal with plastic waste streams that are not the same as, as one another. You know, then you have like depolymerization, pyrolysis, hydrothermal liquefaction, gasification. These are types of chemical recycling technologies uh, that are out there. As far as competition, competition to what, uh, would, I think would be the question. I think uh, uh, if you look at, at what, what the, uh, you know, why is chemical recycling emerging? It is largely uh, to address the challenge of plastic waste. And so, you know, we're tackling the problem of plastic waste. And I would think that more than one way to do that. Uh, what are competitive technologies? If you look at uh, chemical recycling, we're often in the same sentence brought up uh, with uh, mechanical recycling. A question could be asked, uh, is chemical recycling competing with mechanical recycling? I would say to that answer, to qu answer that question, no. Chemical recycling uh, as an industry adheres to the you know the hierarchy of, of waste management if you can mechanically recycle you should it generally is a rule right uh, we in chemical recycling fully agree with that the issue and the reality however is there's a mountain <laughs> and mountain mountains of, of plastic waste that that is out there the majority of, of the plastic waste that's still going to either incineration or landfill even here in Europe that needs to be addressed so who are we competing with some say mechanical recycling I say no do we have more than one way to chemical recycle products yeah and is there competition within the industry Yes, uh, but who are we competing with? Uh, I would say the industry players are competing with each other to get the market. Yeah, and maybe uh, I totally agree with you. There, it's no competition. Um, it is a really complementary technologies, as you say. Start with mechanical, advanced mechanical, and then whatever we can't cover in that, then to go to chemical. So I totally agree with you. Before we lose that material, so totally. So along those lines, what would you say is the potential? of chemical recycling, if we kind of, because you and I agree um, on our line of thought here, what is the potential, would you say? Is is it the solution to all of our plastic waste problems? Uh, no, no, no. And that, that's, you know, uh, that's a good question that you asked there. The answer is no. In my early days, uh, I, I was using the, the phrase silver bullet, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember writing, you know, there, there is no silver bullet, uh, but chemical recycling is as close as I've seen so far. I, I wrote that maybe a year and a half ago. I've since uh, learned a lot since then, and I would even soften my remark there a little bit because the phrase silver bullet is way overused. Uh, so, so I don't like using that. Chemical recycling is not a silver bullet. There are no silver bullets here. It is not the answer. It is a part of a portfolio of solutions uh, that that's going to be needed. Uh, and I would reference uh, a report that I read a few months ago came out by Systemic. This report uh, that was uh, sponsored by uh, one of our association, uh, let's say partners, Plastics Europe, uh, the future of plastic, reshaping plastics. Uh, and if you look at, at, go and look at the different scenarios that they have in the 2050, you'll have chemical recycling representing, what is it, 20 something percent 
of the circularity in the system uh, with mechanical recycling representing maybe uh, equal, maybe a little bit more of a percentage of the solution in 2050. So is it solving the whole problem? No, uh, no, not at all. Uh, but but if you were to take it out, the problem is getting a lot worse, you know, and that, that's why I also uh, look into, for example, uh, the commission. The European commission, you mean now? Yeah, the, yes. If you look into the commission, uh, what, what has become clear, in my opinion, is uh, the commission recognizes uh, that the implementation of the green, green Deal, to use a, you know, the big phrase, the implementation of circularity in the plastics value chain, it's just not going to happen without chemical recycling being a part of that or some other whiz-bang technology that's not yet invented. You know, we're the most sure bet to be able to help enable the implementation of circularity and realization of the Green Deal here in Europe. Okay, along with mechanical and advanced mechanical. Just- uh, of course, of course, of course. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a rating, subscribe, and turn on notifications. When you look at the process itself, the chemical recycling process itself, mm-hmm. um, and you look at the input and you look at the output, yes, how would you compare that, the actual yield of the process? Oh, okay, okay, yield. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's a, it depends on, the, on the, the waste stream itself, of course, on the technologies applied, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, but you can see uh, uh, yields of, of well above 80% uh, in, in a pyrolysis conversion of, of uh, mixed plastic waste that's primarily polyolefinic to uh, pyrolysis oil, let's call it that, that then goes on back into the petrochemical chain, 80% yields plus uh, achievable. Uh, my association members, the technologists could, could give more details on that case by case, depending on their technology. Okay. 80%. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very good. 80% plus. Yeah. Okay. 80%. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Um, you've already mentioned that basically it's mechanical recycling sort of as the go-to, at least until now when it comes to plastics recycling. And mechanical recycling, as I understand it, includes a process in which the polymer structure is not significantly changed. The material is simply broken down. Chemical recycling is different there. It takes it back to its original substance, which is oil, basically. Well, it depended on the once again, depending on the technology deployed, depending on the waste stream that is being fed into the, the technology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, so when it does go back to oil, in principle... Pyrolysis or a, a, a near naphtha type of material, right? Okay. It's also Is it possible to use this as fuel, right? Chemically speaking, yes. So if you're looking at... Uh, Converting a mixed plastic waste stream that's uh, mainly polyolefinic, let's say, using the technology of pyrolysis, what comes out of that pyrolysis step will be pyrolysis oil, which is a naphtha type of material. And and that naphtha type of material can be indeed put back into the the petrochemical uh, value chain and can be used ultimately uh, for fuel purposes. That is possible from a chemistry standpoint here in Europe, like I said, however, that's not, we, we would not define that as chemical recycling because we define chemical recycling as going plastic to plastic or plastic to other valuable carbon-based products besides fuel. So, Okay. So in Europe, if I understand you correctly, John, the, the goal and really the plan when it comes to chemical recycling is that none of this will go to energy recovery. This will go, as you say, from plastics to plastics, 100%. If you want to call it chemical recycling, yes, correct. Okay. And how about in other, because you keep mentioning um, Europe in other regions of the world, is that also the goal to your knowledge? 
It's uh, indeed. I, I do have a Eurocentric focus uh, with my role, uh, and and of course living here and, and so on. But uh, looking at, uh, across the, the Atlantic to to the U.S., for example, I'm certainly not an expert on, on the, the the regulatory and legislative environment. It's 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 complex, but I can say. That, that in the U.S., it's my understanding that plastics to fuel is a lot more accepted as, as a viable part of solving the problem of plastic waste. It falls under the umbrella of advanced recycling. And so the acceptance of plastics to fuel in the U.S. is, is a lot greater than it is here in Europe. Why do you think that is? That's a good question, which I, I do not know the answer to that question, with the exception of perhaps I, I see Europe as, if you will, the region globally that, that is leading the way when it comes to the implementation of circularity, circular economy. Yeah. Europe is really regional, continental perspective, kind of, let's say at the beginning, the thought leader on this, and now working to be one of the implementation leaders on this is, is perhaps why that the emphasis on circularity and circular economy here in Europe is, is so great. So we're generally, I'm also Eurocentric, as you know. Um, so here in Europe, uh, I guess we could say it, we're more the front runner. And maybe our partners across the Atlantic will follow suit in the future. Who knows? We can only hope. That's right. I mean, uh, you know, we'll get into it in a minute because I know uh, you, you probably want to ask about, uh, you know, globally, the development of the industry. And if you look just here in the next uh, here to 2025, I mean, the growth here in Europe is going to be enormous in terms of the, the footprint of capacity on the ground. But if you compare that to the U.S., the U.S. is going to be much, much greater. So terms of capacity. Of course, it's a, you know, uh, part of it has to do with the, yeah, just the size of the market, but less the size of the market and, and more, um, if you will, the rapid embrace of technologies in the U.S. once once they consider it as economically uh, you know, viable and important, they, they go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Over here, it's a lot longer planning uh, and hope maybe it's even more enduring when it's in place. Yeah. So there are advantages uh, and disadvantages to both sides of, of thinking and systems, I think. Yeah, I, I think we agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. So sticking with the technology, yeah. if we look at mechanical and even advanced mechanical recycling, it's associated with significantly lower processing effort and energy consumption. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay. And this is a challenge probably for chemical recycling. As much potential as it offers to really to save and recover the materials that we might um, otherwise lose, how is chemical recycling managing these channels or, or those who are involved with chemical recycling? managing these challenges? A couple of things. Number one, mechanical recycling versus chemical recycling is always, uh, in terms of carbon footprint, going to be uh, more favorable. That's full stop. Okay. We as an industry are not trying to compete <laughs> with mechanical recycling when it comes to carbon footprint. So that's one thing. When when you look at chemical recycling technologies and energy intensity, let's say that, yes, depending on the technology, you have greater issues of energy intensity. And and indeed, when it comes to, for example, primary technology for dealing with polyolefin plastic waste uh, today being the thermal uh, thermal cracking technologies, which today that's mainly pyrolysis. Yes, there, it is a rather energy intense uh, process. And therefore, I mean, if you had a plastic waste stream that is suitable for mechanical recycling, there's no way you should chemical recycle it. You should mechanically recycle it. Uh, I mean, there are exceptions here to when you look at markets, of course. I mean, you know this as well as I do that that uh, uh, for mechanical recycling, there you know there are uh, only limited situations now where, where mechanical recycling can be 
taking food contact plastic back to be used again as food contact plastic. I mean, there are exceptions bottle to bottle, but, but unfortunately, these exceptions uh, is, is, is uh, shining as, as examples as they are, are very few and far between. So, uh, yes, this is where the fit of, of chemical recycling and mechanical needs to be taking place over time. And But if you're talking about an apples to apples case of like, here's a lump of plastic waste that we can either mechanical or chemical recycling, recycle it and no, it doesn't need to be food contact. Contact, then there's the argument is in favor of mechanical, uh, generally because of the carbon footprint. So this goes back actually to what we said before that the co- the technologies are just complementary, and we and we need both in order if we are going to get to circularity as quickly as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And a, and a big huge part. I, I a few months ago in June I was speaking at a conference in Germany. Uh, and I put up a slide. I cannot exist without Venn diagrams, you know. <laughs> and, and I put up I put up a slide which was the beginning of a Venn diagram, so two bubbles. Uh, so it was not a complete one. And one was a bubble that had plastic waste suitable for mechanical recycling. And the other bubble was plastic waste suitable for chemical recycling. And I had the bubbles completely separated. And I put that up there. And the title of the slide was Feedstock Complexities, da 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 uh, and, and I said, it's great that, that we live in this world where the, this is so clear and understood and there are no issues, you know, and, and this a, a pregnant pause before people said, what, you know, uh, <laughs> I mean, the reality is, is there is a lot of uh, sorting out that, that needs to take place so, so that we can ensure over time that, that indeed recycling technologies, be they mechanical or mechanical uh, or whatever, but in this case, mechanic, chemical or mechanical uh, are indeed not stepping on top of one another, uh, complete, competing for feedstock. This will be, that happens, this will be, to me, a sign that, that we're, we're not developing the, this correctly because there is enough plastic waste suitable for mechanical recycling out there that needs to be tackled, and, and there's enough out there for chemical recyclers to tackle too. A big part of what we're trying to do is indeed sort that out so that uh, uh, we can focus on solving uh, the problem. Yeah. And and John, uh, I would love to see that slide, if you would be willing to, to share it. It sounds like a very interesting slide. It's, it's very simple. It's two bubbles. <laughs> it's, it's so simple, you know, because it's, it, I, I'm, I'm talking uh, in this sense, a perfect world, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, what about the, the, the reality where that Venn diagram does overlap? You know, where there is, uh, technically speaking, a, a potential for, uh, hey, we could use this for chemical, we could use this for mechanic. There is a gray area that needs to be sorted out and worked through. But, you know, we as an industry are, are working in good faith to, to find that because a little bit of a joke, I was talking with someone a few uh, months ago as well. It's like I'm learning in my role of chemical recycling secretary general uh, that, that if you want to, you know, uh, make a, a room full of mechanical recyclers nervous, walk in and say, hey, chemical recycling is good. I really sense a little bit of a unease, uh, which which uh, it, on the one hand is understandable, but on the other hand, you know, uh, let's, let's go to our therapist, get, sit on the sofa and work through that, guys, because we got problems to solve here. We're not, we're not competing for your business. We really are not. We're here to, uh, to, to work together to, to help solve the problem of plastic waste and, and implement circularity here in Europe. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, I'm very happy to hear that, and I'm hoping that we have mechanical recyclers who are listening to this podcast, and I know yeah. they will be happy to. So let's uh, keep our fingers crossed. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a rating, subscribe, and turn on notifications. To comment on this episode, visit circular-economy.tomra.com slash podcast.